live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's a football Friday here in Las Vegas. Welcome to Wager Talk here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Welcome Zumo viewers and Stir viewers and Pluto Channel, Pluto TV Channel 517 viewers. Welcome iHeartRadio Network listeners, all of our podcast outlet listeners. This is your Sports Central for betters. I'm Ted Sobranski, a.k.a. Teddy Covers, at Teddy underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined by my co-host and good friend Ralph Michaels at CalSportsLV on Twitter. And we have a loaded show for today. No, we're not going to have Dave Sherapin in today. Unfortunately, technical difficulties have kept him from joining us. We're happy to have two uh, Skype streams that are working appropriately right now. Personally, the phone lines are not working the way we need them to. And we don't want to put leave you guys with a guy hanging around and trying to get on air. So we won't have Dave Sharpen today. We will, however, break down NBA, college bowls, NFL, pretty much as many games as we can get to. Today's show is loaded, but we're going to start like we do every day. little recap of what happened last night. We call it BBBBBB, bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. And boy, last night, pretty good night for the dogs across sports, certainly in college bowls, Louisiana Tech and under. Eastern Michigan and over, both cash pretty much wire to wire. And, of course, after Miami got shut out yesterday, they fired their their offense coordinator, Dan Enos, who was good enough to coach for Nick Saban, but obviously wasn't good enough coach in Miami. But yeah, throw, throw the coordinator under the bus. It makes perfect sense. Bottom line is, Hurricanes got nothing done yesterday. Pitt got something done offensively, but their defense got gashed for extended stretches where they pulled out the win. But not the cover. Yeah, no question. I mean, Miami's performance was was just pitiful. You look at the way the offense came, and they were they were quarterbacks were working out to see who was going to win the job, and the way they finished. Uh, I, I think it was basically uh, Manny Diaz. Either we fire you, or you make some serious changes. So what happens? As you said, the OC gets thrown out under the bus. Eastern Michigan. I'll tell you what. They impressed the heck out of me, Teddy. They were prepared. The The opening drive was awesome. They had play calls set up for the defense they were playing, one of the best defensive lines in football, the number one team in sacks. They ran that quarterback draw great. They ran the quick pass options. They ran the screen plays. Uh, my hearts go out to those guys for losing. It was an ugly way that Glass had to leave that game on the last play. But also, kudos to the bowl. We talked about how no one would be there. It was a great crowd, 30,000 plus, and they were loud. Uh, it was fun to see that that, that bowl drew uh, enough support to make sure it's going to be relevant moving forward. Yeah, they were giving away a lot of tickets, <laughs> and it worked out in their favor. Uh, worth noting, Miami finished the year on a three-game skid. They ranked 129th in third down conversion percentage, 27%. Only Akron, who didn't win a game, was worse. And, of course, the bowl loss, as you tweeted yesterday, Ralph, the first time that a group of five program has shut out a Power Five school in a bowl game since at least 1981. And, Ralph, your record didn't go back further than that. It probably has never happened before. 
Yeah, again, my records go back to 1981. It was only the 23rd bowl shutout, you know, overall. So it, it certainly isn't an occurrence that happens. So, um, you know, it, it's a game that that shocked me. You know, I thought yesterday it would be La Tech would have to score to win that game. And I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure how much credit to give LaTex defense. They played well enough, but that Miami offense really is a concern. And you look back at their recruiting class. I mean, their recruiting class does well. I don't know what the answer is there. I don't think it's Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz, final quote. The whole season had a what could have been aspect to it, whether it's a close loss early in the year or the way things just kind of fell apart, especially offensively in the last three games. But everything that happened happened exactly for a reason and has brought us to this point. And when you come to a point like this, there is a lesson that has to be learned. Miami might offer some bet on potential coming out of the gate next year. We'll have to see what the offseason looks like. Dogs were barking in college football yesterday. They were also barking in the NBA. The Knicks, wire to wire over the Nets. They were seven, eight-point dogs in that game. They won by double digits. The Grizzlies took care of business against an OKC team. We talked about the Thunder not having covered a point spread of greater than five points all year. And they didn't again last night. They lost straight up. Uh, and the T-Wolves snapped their losing skid with a nice win in Sacramento. So NBA dogs barking every bit as much as the college football dogs were barking in Thursday's betting action. Teddy, let me ask you this. We talked about handicapping Christmas Day and how you thought it was a distraction for the home team being at home for the holidays, buying gifts, and the road team is businesslike. Perhaps is this just a carryover of that effect? 100%. Uh, you know, the, the game's right after Christmas. Again, the team that leaves home, gets on a plane, and goes somewhere is already focused by the time they get on the plane. Christmas is over. Not necessarily the case if you're driving to the arena doing what you normally do. So uh, I do think there is a carryover effect, and I think that is something to do, uh, at least last night, with some of the underdog love. How about this one? You want to talk a wrong side? If you bet the T-Wolves-Kings over last night, the game, and again, it was if the scoring was normal for three quarters, and the fourth quarter got 30, the first overtime I think got 15, in the, or 16, and the second overtime got 15. The under survived not just the first overtime, the second overtime, heck, it might have survived the third overtime. It's still cashed by double digits. I don't know a whole lot of unders that cash after double OT. You had T-Wills Kings yesterday. <laughs> you cashed one. Well, let's go to the database, Teddy. <laughs> I went back. I went back to 1995. That's how far oh. my database goes back to the NBA. There's been 167 double overtime games. Out of the 167, I want to hear a guess how many have stayed under once a maybe like two or three percent say uh about five or six yeah five exactly including yesterday so going in yeah. out of 166 games before yesterday only four stayed under the total yesterday made it five so 97 percent, and exactly like you said three percent stayed under the total yeah yeah and double digits under the total after double ot last night T-Wolves, Kings over. That was not a right side. When we come back, line movers. Lines moving in NBA and college bowls and NFL. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Quick live scoring update. There's no drama whatsoever in the military bowl. And the money was spot on at this one. All the late money came for North Carolina. All the late money came for the over. We're in the fourth quarter right now. And the Tar Heels lead the Temple Owls 48-13. to 13. The over has already cashed. And North Carolina is well on their way uh, to cashing. They will cover the spread as six-point favorites at the close. We have one more that's about to kick off, and there's not a lot doing from a point spread perspective on this one. Michigan State, three and a half, four. It's been hanging out that way throughout the entirety of bowl season in the pinstripe bowl. Total, we have seen a little bit of over money today. 51, 51 and a half, even 52s uh, popping up. Kickoff for that game is in less than 10 minutes. uh, Teddy, I have a question for you. In the Bronx. What do you got for me, Ralph? We talked about Rod Carey, 0-6 as a dog, and you said, well, that was at Northern Illinois, and I'm going to wait to see what happens. Are you ready to throw him under the bus as a bad bowl coach? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's what it took. You know, and, and when you find well, – you, do you remember the guy's name? He was coach at Virginia for years and years and years. Um, and the Cavs would get to a bowl game, and he'd treat the bowl game as a party, and they never they, – they were like the worst bowl team ever. Uh, I'm trying to space it on the coach's name. You remember? You remember who I'm talking about? Um, it's 20 years already. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, Mike London. I, I can't think of his name right now. 
Uh, not not but, Mike London, right? No, 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 no. This is way before Mike London. Um, but and he was there for he was there for fifteen years or so. And, and George, but George Welsh, George Welsh. Don't. I'm sorry. George Welsh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Welsh. And Welsh treated the bowl games as a reward, as a, hey, you had a good season. We're going to a bowl. Let's go and have fun. And every year you bet against Virginia, the bowl game. And it was like clockwork. It was easy. You know, things aren't supposed to be easy <laughs> in betting. Maybe betting against Rod Carey would be easy. But certainly not the, I, I mean, Temple was, again, Temple was a little bit outclassed in this game, but it showed. Um, they were not well prepared. And of course, if you had the over, the first half made you crazy. What was it? Three missed field goals and a missed extra point, 10 points left on the board. Uh, but lots of big plays in the second half, including a defensive score in that one, has sent this game up and over the total. Again, 48 to 13, uh, less than three minutes to play in that one. North Carolina and over Will Cash. Let's talk line movers for a Friday. The goal here, yeah, we want to break down the games. We also want to talk about when you want to make your bet to get the best of the number. Where's the money going? Why is it going that way? Is it going to continue? Do we bet now? Do we bet right before kick tip-off or kickoff? Let's go through some games. We'll show you what we're talking about because I know there's a lot of new viewers today. In particular, this period over the Christmas break where people change their schedule, they get a chance to watch us. Maybe they get a chance to watch us for the first time. So welcome, new viewers. Let's break down some line movers. Let's start in the NBA for tonight where the Cavs all of a sudden, on a three-game winning streak, the markets do not expect this streak to get to four. There's been heavy Celtics money today. And, of course, Boston looked pretty good on Christmas Day. And Cleveland, after beating three patsies at home, might be a little bit fat and happy. They have not stepped up in class well on the highway. The markets are telling us that with all the Boston money showing so far today. Well, the Cavs are a very young team. Technically, Teddy, I mean, you look at the technicals, and yes, you understand this line move. The Cavs, as an away dog, their last eight games, one and seven, losing by 23 points per game. Their only cover in that stretch was against San Antonio. And you look at Boston as a favorite. Boston has now covered eight straight in the favorites role uh, in dominating fashion. Sure. We're gonna, I would not anticipate a whole lot of Cleveland money coming before tip-off in this one. If you like the Celtics, I might bet it sooner rather than later. So we have a doubtful situation tonight in Atlanta. He hasn't been officially ruled out yet, but it doesn't look like Giannis is going to go uh, for the Bucks. Even with Milwaukee coming off a loss, we're seeing Atlanta money pouring. And obviously, when you talk about players that are worth something to a point spread, the NBA's MVP, and no, there's no debate, okay? Giannis is the NBA's MVP through the first third of the season or whatever you want to call it. Um, when he's sitting, <laughs> the markets will note, Hawks have been rough lately, real rough. They do have John Collins back, which makes a difference. They're taking money, a whole bunch of money, maybe not as much as I thought, though. Total was 11, 11 and a half. Now we're looking at eights here with Atlanta uh, as the home dog against the Bucks team, likely without their MVP. We talked about the overreaction with Giannis out being last time, and it was much more than this. So, you know, uh, did the market adjust, or is it just because they're in the away favorites role and being an away favorite from 8 to 11 isn't quite that same dynamic as being a short away favorite? Yeah, there's not a lot of love in Atlanta in the betting markets right now. They've uh, The Hawkers are not playing anything resembling defense in recent games. And even though they're getting bodies held, again, Collins back on the floor. I think there might be something to Atlanta at some point this season. 
Not yet. Uh, it's going to take a little time for them to work together. And again, defensively, they've been abysmal of late. Hence, the lack of an enormous market reaction to the Giannis doubtful news. That being said, if he gets ruled out, I would expect to see more Hawks money between now and tip-off. Seen a big move in this one today in the NFL. That, of course, is in Minnesota, where it was announced today that Kirk Cousins will sit. Sean Mannion going to get the start for the Vikings, and that means now the Bears are laying a field goal plus on the highway. I'm going to ask you flat out, the Bears have any business laying a field goal plus on the highway, even with Minnesota playing without key starters and their quarterback? Watching Minnesota without their top two running backs last week concerns me. Uh, This is one of probably four games, Teddy, this week that it's week 17 and it's just pass, pass. I don't care who's sitting. I'm not going to lay that many points on the road with that team. And I'm not going to take the team as a home dog that's sitting those opposed, those foes. So as you said many times, we're in the position to just say pass for a reason. We don't have to bet every game. No, and it's bad. when it comes to Week 17 NFL, okay, you know, there's literally there's one bet that I, there's one bet that I really like and another one that I kind of like, and that's so far what I found for Week 17 in the NFL. It's not your average week where you really can find, you know, if you just start digging, you can find all kinds of wagers. Isn't that there's a lot of randomness this week? Maybe someone here, and again, I understand why you want to fade the Vikings. You really want to lay three with Chicago in Week 17? They are seven and eight. And we know the seven and eight teams, Ralph, in week 17 in the NFL, they do all right, don't they? Yeah, you know, it, they're away teams and they're unders. And, you know, going back even five plus to 10 years, both road teams and unders have been either 57 or 58%. So, you know, that's something you have to look at automatically when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're handicapping week 17. Uh, Let's talk Oakland-Denver here because we've seen a fair bit of Raiders love in the betting markets this week. Love might be the right word, but, you know, this line was, you know, four and a half, five, bet down to three and a half. Now we're seeing threes popping for Oakland, and the Raiders should go into this game still live to make the postseason. They're three-point dogs. Denver has no path to the playoffs, but Drew uh, Derek Carr's track record in cold weather, not a good one. And the Broncos have played much better football down the stretch. First-year head coach in Fangio. I don't expect them to quit Week 17. Oakland money in Denver. I love playing against teams that have a must-win situations. Like you said, it makes a difference if you are struggling late in the year and you have a first-year head coach with a young quarterback who you think may be your quarterback. You're not going to quit in that situation, and you're playing a division foe. Last but not least, when it comes to line movers, Ralph, we got to talk about the prevailing trend of week 17, which is unders. You talked about over a long-term sample size, what, about 57% to the under uh, in week 17. And game after game this week, we've seen sharp money on the under, sharp money on the under. Not this game, though. Dallas-Washington taking over money. How much are they going to take and why? Well, yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, you know, I look at Dallas and I look at what Prescott did and I'm just not positive. They're the team that I want to back in this overs role. So, uh, it's not necessarily a a line move. I agree with over money showing in Dallas. We'll see if the skins Cowboys turns into a shootout. The markets 
expect it. When we come back, big game breakdowns. We got bowls. We got NFL. Wager Talk continues. Get on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Put your money where your mouth is. Take a shot. By opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, where you will receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid, G-R-I-D. Point spread. Game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only, eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. The Military Bowl has gone final. Ralph Final. North Carolina, 55, Temple, 13, Tar Heels, and over, cashing bets. And the Michigan State-Wake Forest game has just kicked off. There you go. Let's talk bowl games for tonight and tomorrow. We'll even do Monday early start because we won't have a chance to do that before we go back on air. We'll start in the Holiday Bowl. 
tonight. Iowa minus two, total of 52 against USC. And if the Trojans passing game gets going, Iowa's not going to trade points with this team. No way. USC's A game is better than Iowa's A game. But (laughs) that's a big if (laughs) because we've seen USC repeatedly this year be a team that just can't get out of their own way. The talent's there. The execution, not so much. Iowa, we don't worry about the execution, but we do worry about the talent. What do you take? What's your take on this one? Hawkeyes or Trojans? My hunch is that this game's not going to be close to the point spread. But I don't know which team's going to win it. (laughs) It feels like Iowa's going to dominate or USC is going to dominate. Which one? Well, I'm leaning with the Trojan side. And we need to start this conversation, Teddy, by, you know, I tweeted this out multiple times this bowl season going into the bowls. The Pac-12 has been horrific. Three, 17, and one against the spread the last three years. Now that was going into this bowl season. We saw Washington win and cover. So that record is now four and 17. And Kirk Ferentz has a very good bowl record while Helton doesn't. But I think the OC is the difference in this game. And that's USC's first year OC, Graham Harrell. He's installed the air raid offense. Keaton Slovis was a freshman who was a third string. He was actually a fifth string quarterback in the beginning of the summer. But He's a kid that knows the system. He came from Kurt Warner's past camp. USC's talent, as you said, you have three receivers that are going to be in the NFL in Pittman, St. Brown, and Vaughn's. You look at what Iowa's done, and yes, their defensive numbers are impressive with 304 yards per game, but the top two offenses they faced were Wisconsin and Minnesota. Those are nothing compared to USC's offense, and they allowed 473 yards and 431 yards against those two foes. To me, I I do like the USC side. Graham Harrell showed us earlier that when he has a lead, he's not going to take his foot off the gas. That's what you need. And I think USC gets enough scoring where, I, as you mentioned, Iowa won't be able to keep up with them. Iowa's number one performance against conference opponents this year was 26 points against Purdue. Let's talk. A, 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 I have a question about strategy here. Whenever I'm taking a dog of less than a field goal, and right now USC's plus two, I'll always take the points and not the money line because those games tend to be tighter. And I'd rather be able to push on a on a two and cash on a one than get the limited return on a money line play with a plus one and a half or plus two underdog. Do you do the same thing? And when you're taking a dog in this range, are you just taking them on the money line, expecting them to win? No, I agree with you. If it's if it's three, if it's over three, Teddy, where you're getting you know the plus one thirty and up as it starts going, at, you know at that number, uh, I usually bet one unit on the on the money line. Now in the bowls, I've had had great bowl success, so I actually increase where I'm betting a three unit play on the line. And then I'm adding one unit, an extra unit on the money line play. So I believe I believe your strategy is solid. Those short those short favorites where you think the points don't matter, that's when they come into play more so than the larger spreads. 
Yeah, just looking at the wagertalk.com live odds screen right now uh, on USC. You can find anywhere from plus 100 uh, to plus 110. Um, that's the prevailing range. And to me, that's not enough to of a, a ROI bump to take the loss that they lose by one or two, which you would either cash uh, or push. So uh, I'm going to take the points in this game if I like the dog and not take them on the money line. Another short spread game tonight. This is in the Cheez-It Bowl, Ralph, which I know one of your favorites. Uh, Got to be. You're a Cheez-It man, aren't you? Air Force, no, minus a- two and a half total. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm making fun of you and not giving you a chance to respond. Go. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I was going to say I'm one of more of those corn puffy guys, you know, not not the hard <laughs> bakes. And I also do want to mention, Teddy, all killing, kidding aside, for our new view, new viewers, ROI is return on investment. So, you know, just to make sure they understand what the, what the what the acronym you were using was. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that we made a specific effort, no, we're not dumbing this show down. All right. We're going to use the terminology that we use every day. But we're going to educate you on the terminology that we use every day. So you become familiar with it as well. ROI, return on investment. And from a sports betting standpoint, it's a pretty key concept. Cheese it Bowl, Air Force, two and a half. I wrote 68 and a half. We're still seeing over money in this game. Were there 70s popping up right now? Uh, Washington State and Air Force tonight, late night action. Didn't get to the window in this game. Uh, you and I have the same philosophy on on military academies. Uh, you just don't play against them in bowl games. They're 34 and 14 long term. They're 24 and four when they're playing an opponent with a win percentage of 600 or more, which isn't the case here. But again, Teddy, you know, you and I have talked about this game and we're in agreement. The only way to go if you're going to play this game is play it for fun because I don't have a strong opinion. But even though that line has moved, you know, you're looking at a Washington State team that doesn't stop the run well, especially a gimmicky run with defense that isn't uh, isn't that structured. And Air Force has trouble stopping the pass. So we know Washington State's going to get up there, go up tempo, go no auto <laughs> and do their air raid offense. So. Uh, if you're playing it for fun, I would still go over that total, but didn't get to the window with side or total in this game. We have a score in the pinstripe bowl. That would be a touchdown for the Demon Deacons on their opening drive. Wake Forest went the dog. They're up 7-0 early against the Michigan State Spartans. Spartans already up against it. The Camping World Bowl. And this one, I've gone back and forth on this one, and I'm not doing anything with it. Notre Dame minus three and a half, 54 and a half against Iowa State. Part of me thinks that Iowa State is, uh, Iowa State's capable of winning this game. And Notre Dame played for a national championship last year. The Camping World Bowl, not likely to have that same level of excitement for the Irish. All that said, the reason Iowa State's here is because they kept screwing up and losing games they were supposed to win and not getting stops in the fourth quarter and turning the ball over when it matters most. And Irish don't make those kind of beat-yourself mistakes on a regular basis. I leaned under, but these are two quarterbacks I like. So then you don't want to be betting unders with two QBs you like. I'm not doing anything. Irish, Cyclones, who do you got? 
I agree. And I went back and forth as well. This is one of those that, you know, when you're filling out your confidence bowl pools and I fill one out for fun with some local guys and, you know, I, I kept sliding it down and down and down more and more because I didn't know which way <laughs> I wanted to go. I, I decided. And again, this is the slightest of leans is is Notre Dame. To me, they've righted the ship. It seems they're finally headed in the right direction. Their losses this year at Georgia and at Michigan. And the Georgia game probably impressed me as much as any team that lost a game on the road this year when they went into Georgia earlier this year, only got out gained by 18 yards. Yeah, the Michigan game turned into something ugly, but coming down the stretch, we saw the dynamic offense with Ian Book. We saw that they really stretched the field, scoring 52, 40, and 45 their last three games. Uh, I think the Irish can outscore Iowa State, therefore they get my lean. We've talked Peach Bowl all week. We did a deep dive into LSU-Oklahoma. We talked Fiesta Bowl, deep dive yesterday, Clemson-Ohio State. So if you're wondering why am I not focusing on the two biggest games, it's because we've broken them down in depth throughout the course of the week. Check the archives if you want to hear Ralph and I's full thoughts. Again, both games got significant breakdowns here on the show. Let's stick with some of the other bowl games that aren't getting quite the hype. This is an interesting one, the Cotton Bowl. The group of five brings Memphis to the table. The power five brings Penn State to the table. Nittany Lions minus seven, 60 and a half. And my buddy who has access to these confidence pools was saying a lot of recreational betters really like Penn State in this one, at least the pools he was looking at. Again, uh, another bowl that I, I'm not going to have a very strong opinion on, but I lean Penn State, and and the reason I lean Penn State is most of the time when we have this group of five versus power five team, the power five team has come off a bubble burst losing their conference finals or a chance to get to the playoffs. Penn State not in that role. They're going to have – Memphis is going to have to take the entire focus of Penn State, and I think that's enough for Penn State to win this game. Do I think they cover? If I had to make a choice, I would lean Penn State. NFL Big Game Breakdowns coming up next. Stay on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. If you're watching the Pinstripe Bowl with the sound down, that's fine. You're allowed to watch other stuff with the sound down as long as you got the sound up on us here on Wager Talk. You've seen Michigan State's uh, having issues early in the game. 7 nothing. Demon Deacon Spartans had a kick go out of bounds. They had a bad punt to give Wake good field position. And Wake Forest once again, well, they've just been stopped. But Michigan State, of course, went three and out on their first offensive possession, much the way they did on most of their offensive possessions during the regular season. Look, Wager Talk is a new show. We've only been around a couple of months, and we're really trying to build something. There is a market out there for a Sports Central for gamblers. I know it. Ralph knows it. You know it. That's why you're watching. Okay? But we need your help. We really do. Please give us a follow on YouTube at SportsGrid Network. That's all fantasy and sports wagering all the time. And on Instagram at SportsGrid TV. Again, on YouTube at SportsGrid Network and on Instagram at SportsGrid TV. All the follows we can get, we appreciate. All the likes, all the retweets, we appreciate very much. Let's build this together. And thank you for your contribution. Let's talk NFL Week 17. And before we even get to any games, Ralph's got an angle. My Ralph, when Ralph writes you a little note, <laughs> I got an angle, I go straight to Ralph. What do we got, buddy? Eddie, we're going to talk about must win quite a bit here. And, and, you know, for the last two weeks, we've talked about must win. NFL teams in a must win situation against an opponent that has been knocked out of the playoffs for the last two weeks. So uh, you're a team that's motivated to win against a team that hasn't been in that playoff must win scenario. 51 89 and four against the spread. So it just shows you the inflation you pay with those must win teams. And we're going to see an adjustment, you know, in this first game. New England plays early, correct? The Chiefs currently nine, a total of 46 against the Chargers. If New England happens to lose the game and KC can play for, for the number one seed, what happens in that game, Teddy? In theory, the Chiefs will run them out of the gym. However, <laughs> It's not like I expect the Chargers to lay down. And it's important to note, Chargers home versus road. There's no home field advantage, okay? They're using silent counts at home, and they're getting beat at home. 
What does that mean when they hit the highway? It means they're a little bit undervalued away from home because they're not playing any worse because they're used to being in these situations where they don't have any crowd support. And it's not like the Chargers haven't given the Chiefs problems. Heck, they went there last year and beat them at Arrowhead. Of course, that was a crazy game. There was an onside kick recovery at the end. Uh, and I, I was a Hail Mary touchdown. So I know the Chargers stole that game. But it also means the Chiefs remember that. And it also means that the Chiefs, again, if the Patriots lose, okay. If the Patriots lose, we'll worry about the Patriots losing. Nobody thinks the Patriots are going to lose, including Kansas City. But there's a price that you're being asked to lay with a Chiefs team. And again, I mean, defensively, I'm a Kansas City believer. All right, you ask me who's most likely to win the AFC this year. I'm not pointing New England. I'm not pointing Baltimore. Kansas City's the team to beat with the way that defense has played down the stretch. But this isn't about winning. This is about winning now by double digits against an original rival that offers value in this spot. I'm not playing the Chargers. Uh, if I had to play the game, I can only play the Chiefs. And again, San Diego, uh, L.A., minus 13 in turnovers their last six games. Phillip Rivers getting all the blame for that. But the truth of it is, as bad as Rivers has been chucking the ball up in the coverage, the defense isn't forcing turnovers at all right now for L.A. Lean Chiefs, but there's no way I get to the window with it. It's an easy, I mean, it's a pass for me. The slightest of lean towards Kansas City. We talked about the Bears and the Vikings in the line movers. The look-ahead line in this game was Minnesota minus seven. We've seen a 10-point adjustment as the Bears are a three-point favorite, a total of 36. I know I don't want Chicago. What Chicago? I mean, it was like, okay, well, the Vikings are resting starters and Kirk Cousins isn't playing and all of that. What are the Bears playing for? Nothing. <laughs> you know? And the Bears aren't any good. So... To say, all right, well, Cousins is sitting and Minnesota's sitting guys and all of that. Therefore, Chicago is a dominant team and a clear choice. No. And not only the Bears have to win, now they got to win by margin? More than a field goal? Bears aren't winning a whole lot of games easy, you know. Uh, I understand Cousins going, Sean Mannion can play. All right, he's not hopeless. Um, you know, Mannion versus Trubisky, what do you make that number, uh, Ralph? You know, it's not a huge difference between the two. Um, yeah. So I, I, I understand the market knee-jerk towards Chicago. It has to knee-jerk towards Chicago. The Vikings announced they weren't going to play their quarterback, and when that happens, the markets do what they do, and they're going to bet the team, uh, you know, that, that isn't resting their starting QB. But, you know, I was reading the Chicago papers this morning, and there wasn't a whole lot in there that made me excited. I, didn't, I was looking for quotes, looking for something, and there wasn't anything that I found that made me excited about laying a price with the Bears on the road. And, of course, we know where the money's going to go. It's already come uh, on Chicago. More money on the Bears can be expected. No one's playing Minnesota this week. The wise guys aren't playing the Vikings. So um, I don't want Chicago, not with my money. O'Brien said he's playing starters for the Texans. The Titans, on the graphic, you're going to see three and a half, a total of 45 and a half. There are now four and a halfs, fives, five and a halfs. Money pouring in on the Titans. Your take, Teddy. Yeah, something just happened. I'm just trying to see what it was because it's off the board in some places. Uh, what a Derrick Henry probable. Oh, Deshaun Watson, back, questionable. That matters, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. These two teams yeah. played just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, in Tennessee, and it was a game that literally turned on one play in the first half. Uh, the 
Tennessee Titans were on their way to uh, score the game's opening touchdown. And on his way across the goal line, the receiver kind of bounced the ball. Whitney Merciless grabbed it out of his arms and ran 88 yards the other way. And next thing you know, it's Houston with a 7-0 lead and a 14-0 lead and all the momentum. Tennessee tied it up. It was 14-all. Houston was able to move the ball through the air in the second half against that banged-up Titans secondary. Then last week, the Titans secondary was again lit up by Drew Brees. All right, multiple starters missing from Tennessee in the secondary now. Okay, so first meeting competitive just a couple of weeks ago. Tennessee must win. Tennessee cornerback issues that are real. And now we don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to play. And for Houston, they could really end up in a bunch of different seeds depending on what happens. In theory, they're supposed to go all out here. O'Brien said they would, and then he said they wouldn't, and then he said they might, and he said they might start. I don't know what, how O'Brien's going to play this game. I don't think he knows how he's going to play this game. And it's the kind of situation where the guys you have out there at the opening kickoff might not be the guys that are out there in the second half of these games. And that's my biggest concern with some of these teams going against the must-win squads is that if there's nothing to play for and they're going to the postseason, we could see some, I don't know who's going to play for Houston in the second half. And now, obviously, Watson with the back and questionable and all that, that's a pretty big red flag for anyone that's thinking about taking the points with the dog in this one. I can understand why the money's coming the favorite. The Redskins with a loss can lock up the number two draft choice. Cowboys an 11-point favorite, 45 and a half. You know, we've seen Dak as a walkthrough. Uh, we know that we know that uh, the Raven, excuse me, the Redskins also going with the quarterback change. Your take on this NFC East game. Yeah, I mean, the Redskins going with Keenum this weekend. Between Keenum and Haskins, I have no, uh, there's literally no um, differential on my powering number. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I, I dropped off when Haskins first took over for Keenum. The last couple of weeks, Haskins did pretty good, and Keenum's fine. Um, you know, he doesn't have the mobility that Haskins brings to the table, but certainly, uh, I, I, from a power rating standpoint, for how we're going to price the Redskins this week, I made no adjustment whatsoever from Haskins to Keenum. Redskins have played good football, competitive football, for the better part of the last month, six weeks. Uh, I've been impressed with the job Callahan's done there. Um, I think they match up fairly well uh, against Dallas in the sense that uh, they can. Uh, Washington's offense is balanced right now. They've run the football very effectively. Uh, really have. And that's their identity. They have an identity in a way they didn't. But when you talk about an injury report that just gets uglier every week, I mean, the Redskins have lost like their best player on every single unit, their best offensive lineman, their best defensive lineman, their best linebacking pass rusher, on and on down the line. Their injury report is as ugly as it gets. And frankly, I still think Dallas is live to win the division. So uh, I'm not going to step in front of the Cowboys here. Not a game I'm going to get involved in. The Pittsburgh Steelers offense has been anemic. We know that. And now they're an away favorite at Baltimore. Uh, I may very well get to the window. I have yet to do it with the Ravens. Pittsburgh, a two-point favorite, a total of 37. You agree with me that this line adjustment is too high? Or do you like the Steelers in this must-win mode? Yeah, I mean, boy, the quotes out of Baltimore, they're not must-win quotes, but they're we're coming to play this week quotes, and we expect to win this game quote. So uh, anyone thinks the Ravens are laying down against their division rival, uh, they're not, and especially because they already have the bye locked in, they don't need to rest anybody, uh, rest everyone this week. Now, 
the drop-off from Lamar Jackson RG3 is as big as any drop-off, uh, I don't know. I, I think Mahomes to Henny is bigger. Uh, but one of the bigger drop-offs in the NFL between starting QB and his backup. And then you throw in Marshall Yanda is going to sit, Earl Thomas is going to sit, and Mark Ingram is going to sit. You know, there merits a 10-point adjustment, perhaps, for Baltimore off their regular power rating. Of course, my base powering number in this game was Baltimore minus 14. So if I adjust 10 points, heck, if I adjust 12 points, you know, 10 for the quarterback and two for everybody else, my numbers still come with Baltimore as a favorite. So I'll leave it at that. Eagles winning in. It's that simple. You've talked about how you like their their fight. They had a couple wins that weren't pretty against division foes, but their wins, it got them to this position. They were in this position recently. And now they're a four and a half point favorite against the Giants, a total of 45. And I'm sorry, I'm seeing more and more guys ruled out already for Houston just now. Hopkins is questionable. He's sick. J.J. Watt was practicing. He's not going to play. Will Fuller's not going to play. Um, yeah, the Texans injury report's getting uglier and uglier. Sorry. Eagles, Giants. Do I trust Philly to win by margin? I flat out do not. Okay. Is Dallas still live to win this division? You bet they are, okay? <laughs> because, again, each of the last three weeks, Philly's played these physical scratch and claw games down to the wire, intense. Number one, they're not winning by margin. You know, I finally did last week, but that was one score margin. Number two, they've just played three games like this. Now they got to play a fourth. <laughs> and number three, the Giants with Danny, remember, the Philly played him a couple weeks ago. That was Eli. And that was a game that went to overtime. Daniel Jones, the better of the two quarterbacks right now. We saw it again last week. Five touchdowns uh, for Jones. It's an Eagles secondary that has cluster injuries. You just put Darby on IR, another starting cornerback hurt for the Philadelphia. Um, I think the Giants going to get theirs in this one. And Philly's not, and of course, that Eagles offense, uh, the defense, has a huge home road dichotomy. They've been abysmal on the highway. They've been up 27-plus five times in seven road games. They haven't even got up 17 points, uh, more than 70 points in any home game since September. So Philly going on the road against a good quarterback with a banged-up secondary, and Philly's not trading points with teams. They did against the Redskins. That's the exception of the rule, especially with Ertz and a, and a cracked rib. Giants are live. Giants are live. Eddie, I need to hear about the 49ers and the Seahawks Sunday night. I can tell you this. Seahawks have been a home dog since 2011. 14 times they've gone 12-1-1 against the spread. Yeah, a lot of love for San Fran in the marketplace due to uh, the Seahawks injury report. The 49ers injury report is pretty ugly, too. Um, This is a game where I really want to see the inactives on Sunday before I get involved. No bargains with San Fran in this spread game. Pros versus Joes, and we come back right here on Wager Talk. Stay on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. And we're here in the home stretch of Wager Talk on a football Friday. That means we're going to do pros versus Joes. And let me be straight with you. The pros for today is dicey because what's happening is that the information that the the sides that pros like on Thursday is necessarily the sides they like on Friday. And the sides they like on Friday is necessarily what they're betting on Saturday. It's all as the information comes out. So... It's a little bit dicey. I've done my best to picture what the pro sharp sides are this week, but frankly, you're going to see it following the money more than anything. The recreational betters, the Joes, is pretty easy to follow. Uh, you know, you look at the, some of the consensus numbers. You look at the ways that the books that cater to recreational betters are shading their numbers, and it's pretty clear. So, I'm going to do the Joes before the pros here in the home stretch on a Friday. And let's start because the Joe's info is stronger this week. I trust it more. I don't want to blow smoke up anybody's tush when it comes to what's really going on. And the pros, you got to read the tea leaves a little bit. The Joe's, you don't. So the popular sides for the Joe's this week include the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they're looking to fade the Jets in a near pick em price range. No surprise there. The Indianapolis Colts are a popular public side this week. Why? They're facing the Jags. Jags are not a... And one of these stronger fade teams. And look at the next one. The Cleveland Browns, a popular public side this week. You betcha. Why? Because they're facing Cincinnati. Who's worse? <laughs> and the one-win Bengals uh, in a you know a game where the winner is likely to cover the spread. So, Bills, Colts, Browns, and of course the Kansas City Chiefs are the fourth team that I thought was very clear. Uh, public support. This is a recreational play. Uh, on Kansas City, and there's a fair bit of recreational money uh, on the Chiefs. It's been slowly moving the lineup all week uh, against a Chargers team that has not looked good down the stretch. 
from the the equation. I'm sorry, Ralph. What'd you say? Oh, no. nothing. He just he was he was just giving us the cue on the air. He's telling us I'm running short of time. On the pro side of the equation, we've certainly seen Bears money. We've certainly seen Packers money. We've seen a lot of 49ers money, and we've seen Raiders money, at least so far. There you have it. Bros versus Joes on a Friday. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with Ralph and I. Coming up next, At the Window with Drew Martin and Sean Waskamakia right here on the Sports Grid Network. Stay tuned.